Welcome to Flow State Business. This episode is inspired by the one and only modern day Seinfeld go to watch her do nothing but everything at the same time. Emma Chamberlain, if you guys don't know her, she's like an absolute social media mogul but someone who just is so authentic and so real. And I was watching one of her vlogs the other day and I was thinking to myself, as I'm sure a lot of people do, if you watch Emma, you'll know what I mean by this. And you kind of go, how is it that she goes about her day doing the very normal, basic, everyday things, getting up and getting a coffee, going for a long walk, whatever it is, hanging out with her parents. And it's so intoxicating to watch. Her vlogs are so well edited and so well made, but at the same time, you feel completely drawn into her world. And that is the reason why I wanted to play around with this episode today and talk about kind of this everyday boring aspect of my life, or at least some of the things that I think isn't that interesting and just kind of see what you guys think about this format of episode where it really is more lifestyle focused, less on the business, but more about what happens day to day. And also another clue that I had, actually two clues. One was I was on an amazing entrepreneurs podcast. Some of you know, Ellie Swift and her topic for me was the day in the life of, and she said, I just want to talk about what goes on in your day-to-day? What goes on in your routine? And I was like, oh, wow, no one's ever asked me or interviewed me on this topic exclusively. And I think that episode went really well because I keep getting messages from some of Ellie's listeners and clients. Shout out to those of you who've come from Ellie's podcast, but it was so eye-opening almost because I think sometimes we can get caught in this belief that we have to continuously give tips and how to and value and the deep stuff when, and I need to be reminded of this. I'm a Sag son. We love, you know, going into the philosophies and the deep talk. And then I've got this Pisces moon and I've got this Aquarius rising, which is all about the intellect. I definitely do need to be reminded that talking about this stuff is actually really also valuable, but in a different way. So if you love this episode, please come and let me know. Cause I, like I said, I don't really exclusively just focus on this. And then my amazing team podcast team said, yeah, like let's do a whole new category on your podcast, which is really about lifestyle. And it's fitting because I am literally about to change up my entire lifestyle. We're about to move to the world. <laughs> it's so funny because I've been selling a lot of things and this is one of the Let's, let's talk about this. One of the first things I've been selling all of my stuff all over again. This is the second time I've done it, but every time I sell something on Facebook marketplace or, you know, someone on Instagram will message me saying, Hey, I know you're selling stuff. What have you got? And then I'm just like screenshotting my things, which is really cool. They're like, Oh, that's really awesome that you're moving. Where are you going to? And I just sort of stare at them like, "Mm, the world, going to America, UK, Europe, South Africa is on the cards now. So yeah, there's just a lot of um, places that we'll be visiting and it's so fitting to have a lifestyle component to the podcast. Selling all of my things again. So in 2018, early 2019, we sold everything, the 
car, the couch, the TV, kitchen appliances, you get it. We actually had zero in storage and anything else, clothing and memorabilia. Luckily, my mum was able to store it at her place. So thank you so much, mum, for always letting me dump my shit in your place. (laughs) Isn't that what parents' homes are for? I literally am in my 30s and I still have things at my mum's house. She doesn't even live in the same state as me, but she graciously allows that to happen and actually doesn't even care. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So that was the first round. And I remember how oh, I don't know, emotional it was, just kind of releasing a lot of the old things that no longer served me for this next chapter of my life. And that was a really, really, I would say a cathartic experience where so much of our energy is linked to possessions. And to go from that to living in two large suitcases and Teddy's little tiny baby toddler pulley, you know, luggage, it was really, really, really cleansing. And it felt light. Mike and I talk about this all the time. When we go back to thinking of that era of our life, it was so free, so easy, so light. There was no heaviness in our world. And, you know, being spiritually inclined listeners and humans that join on this podcast, it's not too far woo-woo, I hope to say that. Even if you buy a table or a podcast mic or a plant or whatever it is, picture hangings that you have in and around your space in your room, everything holds energy. Everything has a meaning. Everything has a reason why you've got it. And the more that you're around it, so I'm sitting on this chair and I'm at this desk a lot, it's actually this table that I have in the office is a really long outdoor concrete slab dining table with beautiful like wooden legs. And it just has this really cool vibe about it. But we sit here, Michael and I building our businesses and our wealth every day. Can you imagine the energy that's soaking into this table and chairs and how it feels and, you know, what it holds, the frequency that it absorbs? I think about that sort of stuff. But, you know, when you sell it, it releases out of your world and it goes to somebody else and it passes to, you know, someone else who can make use of it. So, The second time around now, it's slightly different. So we are selling a lot of things that we definitely can't, you know, bring with us to the new house. So there is a component of we have just built a brand new beach house. It is so stunning and we're going to furnish the house. So it kind of helps in a way. We're going to take a lot of the bigger pieces of furniture, fridge, couch, dining table, and we're going to furnish the new place with it and then lease it out furnished. That's really handy. And I get a lot of my friends asking me, you have really nice stuff. Like, do you worry about people ruining your couch or scratching your dining table? And I can honestly say not really, because not to say I don't care if people trash our stuff. Of course I do. But I just know that we'll have amazing tenants who will look after the place like it's their own because we're those tenants. Michael and I are those tenants. We really, really look after any Airbnb we go to, any long-term lease we've had that's furnished. We really, really treasure the things there and we make sure that we look after it. So I know that like attracts like. So 
that's kind of the mindset behind this. So really what we're left with are the small things that we do need to get a very small storage, you know, container, tiny, like I'm talking wardrobe size so that I can put some of my clothes and whatever, small business things, Michael's computer screens and all of that. And it doesn't actually feel the same as it did the first time around when we sold everything and we got rid of everything. It kind of feels more temporary because we know our things are here. There's still an energetic tie here. I love the fact that if we decide to come back early for whatever reason, that we have a home that we can return to because we're short-term leasing our house that you know, it would only be a matter of weeks before we can move back in. And that feels good to me rather than not knowing where we're coming back to and not having a place where we're grounding back to our roots are still here on the Gold Coast. And technically Teddy, who's my six-year-old son, he's still enrolled at his school. He's not going to be, you know, unenrolled, unenrolled, disenrolled. You know what I mean? (laughs) Whatever that word is. Do you ever come across words in the English language and you go, what is that word? That that doesn't sound right. Anyway, misenrolled. You guys are yelling at me now, are you? It's this. <laughs> you get what I mean? So he's still also grounded at the school, but not necessarily going there because we'll be traveling for an unknown period of time. And because of that, the school had been so lovely. They're giving us curriculum for the term. So he's keeping up with what the whole class is doing. And we also have, you know, things for him to go and study, which he'll love doing. He's such a little intellectual brain and he loves learning. So we're going to do a quasi homeschooling situation as well as the school is giving us the curriculum for the term, which we're so excited about. We're going to stay in contact with the school and his teacher so that if anything new comes along, they'll just email us the new things. So very cool. And I'm excited. That's really good. Speaking of kids, I said goodbye to my big boy on the weekend. So I have a 15-year-old stepson who I love and adore to my very core and he is my best friend. And I'm so blessed to have such a wonderful stepkid and someone that I just know we're going to share amazing, amazing experiences and adventures together. But unfortunately, he's 15 now, right? He's a man child. He had a big talk with us. We had a big talk as a family and we're like, Henry, do you want to come with us? You know, we're going to travel the world. You can take a bit of a break from school and offered him a pretty amazing offer. Can you imagine being offered that in grade nine? And, you know, he had a bit of a think about it. We wanted to give him the choice. We wanted to have him have that decision because prior, you know, it was just kind of like, you're coming with us as you do with kids and parents, you don't really get a choice, but this time it was different. And he said, do you know what guys, I'm 15. I think I want to spend the summer holidays locally and I want to ride my bike. I want to hang out with my friends. I want to just enjoy the summer, go to the beach and, you know, whatever, get up to mischief. And he's like, I really want to see you guys, but I don't really want to be in America in the snow. And I want to just be in the sun and loving life here. Totally get it. But my heart was a little bit broken. (laughs) because it doesn't feel right without him there. But I know that it's for his best interest. And we love also that he's, you know, been able to make that decision. It was so funny as well, because his mum, who we all get along really well, his mum was like, 
are you sure, Henry? Please go, go. Like, please, what an opportunity. So I think all of us were just so surprised with his decision, but it is his choice. So we have the little one with us the whole time as we're traveling and he cried his eyes out because I think he had this moment of realization that his brother's not coming with him for this trip. And I have to say, there's always going to be moments where I wonder whether it's, you know, the right thing to have done or whether we should have waited for, you know, Henry to come with us and maybe we postpone the trip, but there was always going to be something, you know, in the way. And then the other conversation I had, which isn't always serving is, you know, what if I'm taking the little one out of school and he's missing out on his friendships and what if he kind of, you know, forgets, I don't know what it is. This is so irrational. What if he forgets how to be friends with people because these years are so formative with social interaction for children. It's really bizarre. You know, those thoughts that you have sinking into your reality and you think, where did that come from? And most times it comes from your own insecurities because I was such an insecure kid. I was such a people pleaser and I was such a lover of wanting to be in the in crowd and to be accepted that I fully know I'm projecting that onto my little one. And being able to catch that and cut that cord, it's just not him. He lives a totally different life. He's such a attractor of friends anywhere he goes in the world. So it's been really interesting observing that and also just wondering how we're going to go now because he's literally a boy child. He's not three or four anymore like the first time we traveled the world. He's going to want to do things and have his own experiences. And we're not just able to kind of pack him up and drag him along and chuck him on the hip and walk him around everywhere. So I'm excited to see how this next season of travel unfolds, whether we love it, whether there's new challenges, which I'm sure there will be. But at the same time, oh my gosh, like I have absolute butterflies right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that I'm just holding my belly because it is so damn exciting. Last night, I was supposed to be working on some website copy. Oops. (laughs) But I spent an hour and a half researching New York and Brooklyn and where we're going to stay and booking flights and booking, you know, all the things. And so it, it just felt so real now. And I saw a post the other day on Instagram and it was something along, it was on my explore page. So it was something like, yay, the Rockefeller tree is here and the decorations are beginning. And I just had this awesome pinch me moment where I thought, I'm going to see that in person in just a few weeks. What? So that's just wild. It's wild to just go from not traveling for almost two years overseas to now venturing and traveling to the world and seeing where it takes us and seeing how that flows. So it's really awesome. The other thing that I am very much challenged by, and it's a challenge that I'm putting on myself really, but I am trying to really pack a uniform or a minimal capsule wardrobe this time. The last time I traveled, honestly, it was like, chuck in as much as I can of my wardrobe and hope for the best (laughs) that I've got clothes that I'll like and I'll love. This time feels way more intentional. And I have been YouTubing the hell out of how to pack a capsule wardrobe. And some of these women are so talented. I think it is a talent because you can see the outfits and you can see how you pack it. 
And you can plan ahead with what you're wearing to the airport, like the heaviest stuff on you and all those sorts of cool tips. But I'll tell you what, these women are crazy because they pack 27 versions of an outfit into a carry-on and there's literally only maybe seven to 10 pieces. I'm inspired by that, but also at the same time, totally, I don't know. I don't know if it's completely me as a manifesting generator because if there's content out there that is for MGs and travel and fashion, please send it my way. If you are someone in human design, there is an idea for you. Actually, I really want to know a few more things. One, how to travel and pack as a manifesting generator and how to work out as a manifesting generator because I've done this same workout now for three months. It's not that long, but it's a program that I'm on and I'm really over it. I said to my personal trainer, can we switch up my program? And he's like, oh, you haven't finished three months yet. I'm like, no, no, it just doesn't work for me like that. I need to just keep changing things up. But I would love to hire some sort of personal trainer who gets human design and can design workouts for the design of their client. That would just be so cool. So I'm on a mission to pack some form of a uniform. Trust me, I'm not going to do just a carry on. I have a full blown big ass suitcase that I'm going to fill with outfits because I love clothes. I love the energy that clothing holds. I love how you can express yourself through it. But I need the big one, the big suitcase, because I literally need big puffer jackets because we're going into the cold. So lots of those decisions, you know, those, I read somewhere a human being makes 35,000 decisions a day on average. I feel like everything in the last month has just almost doubled. We need to make decisions on what we're selling, what we're keeping, the new house, traveling, packing, schooling, business, clients, all the things. So I have definitely needed to ground a lot more in this season and just have a lot of spaciousness in my day just for me, filling up the things that I love to do, including watching the Kardashians, including listening to Taylor Swift's new album, including going to get my hair done. Some days it's just spending more time on my makeup in quiet, sometimes listening to Abraham Hicks, whatever it is that just helps you just settle and ground that's the energy that I have really been leaning into as I really partake in a new chapter of my life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Not very much business related, but all very lifestyle focused. And let me know what you think about this format. If you love it, if you have any questions, if you have actually any suggestions, content that you'd love for me to speak about purely from a lifestyle perspective. And I want to also start vlogging. So I don't know how it's going to go down, but I just feel I want to capture this next season of our life and business as digital nomads, as multi-million dollar business owners, as investors, because we're definitely going to be going overseas and looking at properties to buy as well, which is a really exciting part of our wealth journey. So I'll be speaking a lot more about wealth building as we're traveling as well, but always open to suggestions. And if you love this episode, please share it on Instagram, tag me at underscore Ruby Lee underscore. Or also if you feel so inclined, I would appreciate your five-star review in such a huge way. And oh, it means the absolute world when I see those reviews flow through. Okay. I'll catch you on the next episode, my loves. And I am wishing you the very best vibes for the rest of today. Mwah, love you. Love you.